Hey everyone, and welcome back to the I Genuinely podcast. This is your host, Megan, and if you're new here, then welcome. I hope everyone had a great week. Last week, there was not an episode because it was 4th of July, and I just was taking off that week, but I hope everyone had a very safe weekend. Um, I have a ton of life updates for you, and I don't know, because today's topic is kind of random, but like, I feel like it's necessary to talk about, okay, because it's like a very widely known thing, but I don't know if I'm just not around people who talk about it or people just don't talk about it, but I wanted to talk about it today. But before we get into that, so life updates. Fourth of July, my plans were very basic. We did not do anything too crazy or special. We just went to my parents' house. My parents, their neighborhood, they go all out, like not my parents specifically, but the neighborhood that they're in, people just go all out for 4th of July and they spend all this money on fireworks and it's a great show, honestly, but I mean, honestly, I was just taking care of our puppy inside. We brought the puppy with us and honestly, we were shocked because everyone was warning us, you know, I think 4th of July is, there's a statistic where it's the like highest day of the year where dogs get lost because they're just so terrified of the noise. So we were really worried about how Cooper would react to it, but he fell asleep through the entire night and did not wake up at all. He was crashed. I, I don't know if it's just because of like luck, but or the fact that we were like entertaining him all day. My mom had bought this kid water sprinkler thing where he ran in the yard and it just is, you know, those kid toys where you just hook up the hose to it and it just sprays water everywhere. So we thought he would really enjoy it. He was like, okay, he didn't react the way I thought he was going to react. And I don't know if it's just because he was like, I'm unsure of what this thing is. And maybe he'll like it over, like when he's older. But it was surprising because he loves waters of like all forms, like loves ice, loves and is obsessed with me spraying water into his mouth with like the, you know, when you like have plants and you spray squirt like the water all over. And the way I discovered that is because I thought I was going to use it as like a punishment, kind of like in Lilo and Stitch, but he was like opening his mouth and like eating it and he loved it. So that's how I came to realize why he loves that. Um, so yeah, I was shocked he didn't really go crazy about the uh, the water. Um, and then after that, we got like a bubble machine and we were just like exposing him to all of these like new experiences. Um, but anyways... So that's how our 4th of July plans and how all of that was. And um, sorry, my work computer is going off. And I promise you I'm on lunch. I'm not uh, ditching work right now, I promise. But yeah, so that was my 4th of July plans. And then, you know, Alex and I, if you guys heard in the previous episodes, we're under contract for a house right now. That's been very wild. I will be doing an episode once we close because, you know, anything could happen. But once we close, I will do an update of and like an episode about just the reality of how what the process is of buying a house because A, it's very expensive and costs that we didn't know were going to come up like that we kind of we like went into the housing process with a like a budget in mind and We've had to flex it around and anyways, there's just like a whole bunch of advice that definitely would give to someone else. So we'll do a whole honest talk about that. Um, So we've just been packing over here on our end and this, okay, so I guess it's pretty much all the life updates that I do want to touch on today. I'm sure other ones will be 
spread out throughout the other episodes. I mean, it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks, but because we close next week and then we're moving the week after. So the reason why we're moving a week later is just because like, you know, there's appliances delays and you can't buy any big appliances before closing because it's just so it's just like timing. Everything is timing. Um, but anyways, so the reason why today's episode is the OGBYN is because it sparked my interest not sparked my interest, but I lately have just decided to be really on top of going to the doctor and the dentist. And I'm just trying to get all of my health stuff out of the way. And I don't know if it's because ever since I got married, I just want to take care of my body more and just make sure everything's okay. And if something was wrong that I would catch it early on than later, because honestly, like growing up, my family, we we're not really good about going to like the dentist every year or the doctor. It was just more of like when something had to be done, like when I had to get braces, obviously I'd go to the dentist or um, if like my arm was hurting, I would go to the doctor, but it wasn't like an annual checkup. Like as long as I was functioning normal, I didn't have any complaints. We just didn't really go. Um, So that's like my take on just how I grew up. And that's, and I think that's why after I got married, like I get concerned about Alex's health because like I don't want him to die on me. And that's like, I mean, we're all going to die one day, but it's just, I think we both want to take care of ourselves better um, just because we love each other so much. Sorry, that's so cheesy. But so I think that's what sparked it. So like this morning I actually went to the dentist and it was horrible, horrible experience. Well, like, no, the dentist place I went to were great. The dentist was just, the assistant and everybody, they were great. I just don't like the dentist. And it's funny because back in the day, I would have rather gone to the dentist rather than the doctor's office because I was like, I just, at least like the dentist, it's like you're only focused on one area in your mouth, but like the doctor, they just, they can poke you anywhere and you get shots. And I just didn't like that. So, but anyways, all that to say is I think I changed my mind. I would rather have gone to get 10 pap smears than go to the dentist ever again because it hurts. I I don't know if my mouth has become more sensitive over the years, but it was rough. And I don't know if it's also because I hadn't flossed because in the beginning I was just doing like a cleanup. So in the beginning they poke around with this thing. I don't even know what it's called. She told me what it was she was doing, but I don't remember. And I was like squeezing my hands together so bad because it hurt. It was just, it literally just felt like all she was doing was just getting a needle and just poking all my gums. That's how it felt. Like I know there was a purpose to it, but that's how it felt. Um, But anyways, that did go well. And then last week I got my first annual visit at the OBGYN and that's where today's story kicks off. So if you don't know what an OBGYN is, it is, and I got this from Google. I have my little notes here. An obstetrician gynecologist is a doctor who specializes in women's health. So with that, I was like, huh, let me see what other questions I could do for my research. So I researched how old do you need to visit, an o- like until you need to visit an OBGYN. And the answer was your first visit should be between ages 13 and 15. And I was like thinking about this answer and I was going, um, I have never, I never went to the OB literally before I got married. I mean, I first went seven months before I got married because, and that was last year. So I was 22 and I went because I needed birth control um, because some of you may know, but I waited until marriage to have sex and just because of my beliefs and um 
that's just how it was. And before then, so I've never had, I know a lot of girls go to the OB when they're younger because especially I know a lot of friends who had problems with their periods, like either being super heavy, um, passing out because it's so heavy. Like there are definitely problems where people have to go to the OBGYN um, earlier in their life. And I think it's also, I mean, it is probably good. Like I said, guys, I didn't really grow up like going to the doctors that much. So it makes sense of like, you just want to, you probably should go during ages 13 and 15 to make sure like everything's okay. I mean, period is so new and talking to a doctor, especially when it's such a new experience when you're little might've been helpful. But anyways, so that is the recommended age of when you should start just having your first visit. But it said that women should start pap smear screening at age 21. And the good news is the pap smears only need to be repeated every three years. And a pap smear is basically when like, they insert this little, I should have, one thing in my research that I failed to look up is what that clamp thing is called. Um, But they put that thing inside you and they collect cells from your cervix. And basically they'll send those results to a lab and they can detect like cervical cancer. Um, And if you catch it early, then it gives you like a greater chance of finding a cure and stuff. So there's definitely like, you know, a process and it's good to get one. So anyways, that's all the research I did. That's it. Now from here, we're just going to tell you about my story, okay? So I think it's very important to make sure that you find a good OBGYN and that you actually do your research on it because it will make the world of a difference. And let me tell you why. Because I first had my first appointment, like I said, seven months before I got married and I went to this one place that was kind of in like outer mid-Atlanta or retro Atlanta? What is it? mid-Atlanta? I don't know what it's called. I'm blanking right now. Metro. I think it's Metro Atlanta. And so my mom recommended me this place because she's like, eh, this is the place I go to. It's whatever. So I was like, okay, sure. So went in and it was just a consultation about birth control. I remember actually going, I specifically was so like freaking out about a pap smear that I called beforehand and I was like, I'm just calling to clarify that this is just a birth control consultation. I don't want a pap smear or whatever. And they kept saying, well, you should. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not because I just want to get my birth control anyways. But I go to this place and it was not the best experience that I had. And I would never share the name uh, on the podcast. But if you know me personally, I can maybe slip of a name of what I wouldn't recommend. But anyway, so I went to this place and I listen, guys, I'm very new to sex. I really, I grew up pretty innocent. So I don't, I did not have any idea of how anything worked really. Um, I, I, okay. This is sidetrack. I think, especially being in the church, that sex is very hush hush. And it's definitely like, we have beliefs that, you know, you shouldn't like, we believe sex is for marriage and that's like, um, sacred in marriage. But also I feel like I didn't get a lot of education about it. Like it was just a hush hush topic. And I was just very thrown into it. And I actually had a friend recommend me this book called A Good Girl's Guide to Sex, I think it was. And it's like written by a lady who's a Christian. And she just like really, it was a very helpful book. And I actually highly recommend that for anyone who is planning to get married soon. And if you were in the same both if you relate to the boat that I was in but I read that book last month and it was super helpful and it just was very informational um so that book helped a lot um as well and anyways 
all of that to say is, so I went in for the birth control. I sat at the table and I saw on the counter the pap smear stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, they, they think I'm getting a pap smear even though I called them. So then I was like kind of freaking out and they made me get undressed and like wear the thing and everything. And I was like, this is kind of odd for a birth control consultation, but I did it. And then when the lady comes in, I was like, um, just clarifying, I'm not here for a, a pap smear. I just wanted to, you know, consult my birth control. So she's like, oh. And then she like went out, got the doctor. And mind you, I'm still in this sheet of paper, butt naked. And the lady comes back in and with the doctor and I had to talk about, we were just talking about birth control while I was just in that sheet of paper. I don't know why the lady could, didn't say I could put my clothes back on, but that's what happened. And it basically, you know, in today where I am, birth control is not hard to understand. Like it's pretty easy. Um, like, but that was the first time I've ever seen like even the pill packet. So I was, and you know, if I was very concerned because I wanted to get it right because like I needed to understand it because obviously if you don't understand it, I was like, I'm going to get pregnant and that's not really the plan right now. So I kept asking all these questions to the doctor and she was getting frustrated with me and she's like, look, just do the math and like count 30 days back and all this. And it was just kind of like, I don't even want to talk. Like I have more questions I want to ask, but I don't even want to feel like that. Like the way you're making me feel is, you know, sidetrack, but someone... I saw a quote that was like, you won't always remember what people say to you, but you'll always know how people made you feel. And so even though I can't like explicitly kind of say what she said to me, I just know that I felt very unheard and like just I need to get to my next client kind of thing and whatever. So I after that visit, I stopped going there because I was just like, I would really like a doctor who hears me out. And then I started doing research on uh, what my insurance covered, and that's definitely something is make sure if you do have insurance to research, like, the providers that they offer. So I found this one that is actually right near where we live right now, so it's only a, a five-minute drive. And I went over there to do another birth control consultation, and it was, like, post-marriage, so I just wanted to, like, catch up, like, hey, my body is reacting like this, which... I think the, you know, when I went to the OBGYN seven months before um, getting married, I felt like that was a good window because I got to start the pill and like my body got used to it before I got married. Um, I don't think that's necessary, but that's just like what my mindset was. So I did that and my body at first did not react very well. I was a little depressed for a couple of months, I would say. And I had major cramps. Um, it just was like, I don't really remember exactly what my, um, all of the symptoms were, but my body didn't react well. And I actually really debated on whether I should change it, but I ended up sticking it through and it passed. I think it's just medication is always new for your body when you're not used to it. So anyways, um, that happened. And it's funny because some people, a lot of people go on birth control because, it helps their period because if they have heavy periods, it makes it lighter and the like cramps are a little lighter. That was not the case for me. My periods usually last like they used to last like three days max and they were super light. Now that I'm on the pill on my placebo weeks, they're definitely lasting like four to five days and they're like a normal flow, which is like boo bummer. <laughs> I miss that's like the one part I miss about um being on not being not being on the pill 
But anyway, so uh, yeah, like I said, I found this new doctor. I did my research, had five stars online. And don't even like when you look at the reviews, don't even just look at the stars and be like, oh, okay, it's got like 4,000 reviews, five stars, cool. I would really look at like read some of the reviews. You don't have to read all of them. Just like a couple, five or six, just to get an idea. So like everyone kept saying how much they loved this certain doctor. And like the only complaint people had was just like, oh, when I tried calling the front desk, like they rarely answer. So I'm like, eh, I can deal with that. I live five minutes from here. I can just drive and just ask them straight up. But so when I called them, I specifically requested this one doctor because I've heard such great things. The people are like, she's so patient. She hears you out and she cares about you, whatever. So um, made that appointment, went in. She was the most kindest lady I've ever met. Super easy to talk to. Like didn't just didn't make it awkward. Like it was such an easy, natural flow kind of a conversation. Um, and she didn't pressure me at all to get like my um, annual or pap smear. She was just kind of like, I just recommend it. And that's it. Like she didn't push um, while the other doctor office was definitely pushing a little bit. And, you know, I had always planned that. I'm like, look, I'm only 22. I don't really need it. But then part of me was kind of like, just get it done. Like you love her. Um, she made me feel so comfortable. We're like, you know what? I think I might just do the annual and the pap smear just because I really like she made me feel that comfortable about it. So I set one up and I during this time, which I set this appointment or I was at this appointment in way early this year. So like March. And then I called back once I got home and I said, OK, I want to set up an annual um, and a pap smear can we set one up? I'll, and I remember I said, yeah, can we do it in July? And she went, oh yeah, that's kind of far. I'm like, yeah, I just need to like mentally prepare for it. So, um, I was like, yeah, that gives me like so many months to just whatever. Cause you think it's going to be longer. And then literally two weeks ago, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, how is it already here? Um, every single day I told my husband, I was like, I'm not going, I can't go. And I would like freak out about it to my friends and all of this to say, guys, that it was not a big deal. It was fine. And I think the biggest thing is because the doctor I went to is just so great and I did my research. So what happened was, if you are not familiar, because I don't know, some people like like to go into situations when they know what to expect, if that makes sense. So so I got to the appointment um, super early. I was the first appointment of the day, which is like, that's how I always prefer my doctor appointments is just being the first one of the day because you don't have to wait in line and whatever. Um, so I went in and they took my blood, the, they did the blood. What is, wow. I should be a doctor guys. What's that thing where they put on your arm and it's like Velcro and it's like shh, shh, shh. blood pressure. Yeah. They took my blood pressure and my, um, weight. And then they took me to the room. That's when I changed into that paper thing and they uh so I waited for the doctor it only took like five minutes all all of this took 30 minutes it was wonderful like literally from the moment I walked in the door to getting out and leaving 30 minutes it was great that's why you should always be the first appointment as well so the doctor comes in and she didn't I was like expecting her to just open up my towel thing and just go on in but she sat down just like talked to me for like 10 minutes about just what's going on in my life. Like I told her we were under contract for a house and she was talking about the housing and all that. And it was so like, it made me relax a lot. And then I laid back on the table. She like asked me to lift up my arms and she just feels around your breasts. And then she like felt around my lower, like my pelvis, like lower belly area. And then 
she put my feet in those straddles and I was kind of like, I was so, listen guys, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. I was like, this is so weird. Only my husband, whatever. No, not going there. But she put, I put my feet in the straddles and I don't know if your doctor would tell you this, but I'm sure they would. But my doctor was like, the lower that you sit, the more forward you come up and get your butt hanging off this little like bed you're laying on, the less, and I quote she said, the less ouchy you'll feel. So I made sure to slide my butt at the end of the table. And then she was like, you need to, and the more wide you open your legs and relax, the less ouchy it'll be. So I, <laughs> every time I would like, the way that I started the position in the straddles was like super little. And then she'd be like, more, more, open more, open more. And I finally was like, oh my gosh, it was so funny um, to me. I don't know. I was just like, this was weird. But it didn't hurt at all. Guys, it was so like, it feel, it didn't hurt, like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like, oh my gosh, that was so painful. I'm going to die. Um, and mind you, I, my pain tolerance is horrible. Like I get a paper cut and I will cry and probably scream initially. Um, but I, she, sorry, I lost my train of thought. My agent just, uh, texted me and I just glanced over. Uh, no. So basically, okay. I said I was on the table open up. She put it in. Oh yeah. That's what I was saying. The pain I'm like, if I get a paper cut, I will cry about it. It hurts really bad and I'll probably complain about it. But on a scale of one to 10, getting a pap smear was like a four, I would say. Like you feel pressure, but it doesn't hurt, you know? So I was fine with it and it was so quick. Like, and she kind of explained what she was doing. Like, she's like, okay, now I'm putting this in to like test for this, whatever. Um, and that was it. It was like under a minute, literally, that this whole like just from her opening and going in and coming out like so quick. Um, and then I was like, good news is I don't have to do it again for three years. So it was very easy. And that was it. And she just said, all right, we're going to send this to the lab and you have a great day. And that was it. And it was just so simple. And I think I highly recommend that people like if you I know some people who are even older than me who still haven't gotten theirs. And I'm like, Huh, that was not bad at all. And it's funny because like on my TikTok page, I'll get like, you know, there are some doctors who have their accounts and they they'll like show the clamp and be like, this is what goes in. And like it's very terrifying. And that's why I think I was so scared as well. But it's really not bad at all bad at all. And I just feel like I mean, I just feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it. So that's my that's my story about the OBGYN. And I hope you guys thought this episode was helpful or entertaining, I guess. Um, but that, I just thought it'd be a fun, I mean, this is a lifestyle podcast and an OBGYN is something that a lot of girls, listen, I do have some guy listeners, so I hope the guys did not listen to this one, but I mean, it is educational. <laughs> so anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, you can give us a rating or leave a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Anchor is doesn't really allow, I don't think, either of those things. But you can listen on Anchor if you're not already. And I hope you guys have a great week. You can follow us on Instagram at i.genuinely.podcast. And with that, I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.